Hi guys and welcome back to the Strong Fit Long podcast. Now, in this episode we talk about powerlifting, an overview, how to sort of train for it and kind of what it means to me as a competitive athlete and also talk about my mental health regarding the lockdowns. Now unfortunately in the episode that I wasn't paying much attention and I did quote it as episode 15, it is episode 16 so you are listening to the right one if you're talking episode 16 uh, about powerlifting and things. So please enjoy, don't forget to uh, share me, love me, send me links and click in the show notes for some uh, free manuals and share me to your friends and family and give me five stars of course. Alright, enjoy. So welcome back to the Strong Fit Long Podcast. How are you guys doing? Um, I've got to say I was ashamed to say, but I don't think I'm really ashamed uh, to say that this episode is kind of a long time coming. It's been a while. It's been a couple of months at least since my last podcast. And I really wanted to get 2021 out onto a, uh, you know, a, a big refresh, a big start. With Obviously, we had the episode with Renee um, a few episodes ago, which was... Lots of fun to do with her, speak to her. Uh, and going forward, the plan was to make sure I delivered for you guys some cool, interesting stuff that you can take away some uh, facts and things and really apply them or listen or go, yeah, that shit's really good. Uh, and, and hopefully make you understand that you're not alone and you can put things into place to help yourself with your, your life in general or your fitness goals where you'll be strong, fit, long. That sort of stuff. Um, that's why I said long, but that's just the point of the podcast. Long longevity, that sort of stuff. That's the whole point of the podcast. Um, but I, guess I, I haven't. And I want to start with that quick because I started the year, like everybody does, really good intentions of, um, I'm going to say like a resolution kind of thing it wasn't resolution for me it's just oh, well, i'm going to put these things into place i want to keep it going on and anybody who um has ever been in a position where which i guess some of you guys would have been where your actual work gets interrupted or your life gets completely interrupted and it's flipped up flipped turn upside down quite like uh, the fresh prince if you're from the 90s um and really it hits everybody hard okay so I'm a big part of mental health. In my life, everybody deals with mental health in some way. So in my life, I've dealt with it directly for myself and people who I care about around me. Luckily that I've never had anybody sort of uh, take their life or attempt to take their life. And I'm, I know people out there have done that and it's getting more and more common. And particularly with the lockdowns and things, it's been more affecting more and more people. So please, 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 if you are suffering with that, it's okay to go and speak to somebody and ask questions and seek help. Everybody's there for you. More people than you perhaps think. So there's professionals out there and there's friends, there's parents, there's loved ones. Um, that they're hopefully going to help you out. That help you out and tell you it's okay. So, but for me, my mental health struggled with uh, belonging. So, my actual work, my business that had been built up for uh, numerous years, an in-person personal training and coaching. Massively interrupted, affected massively. So not only was my income affected, uh, which didn't really matter too much for, for me and, and my wife because you know, she's been amazing through the whole process and she's supported us as a family, family meaning me and me and her. Uh, and we've been very, very lucky with him in that respect. But it disrupted 
my business that I'd put so much work in. And for me, my headspace went, shit. Excuse my French. And dealing with that, for me, was a struggle. Now, the second lockdown here in the UK wasn't too much of an issue for me because it was only a month long. It was only November. I dealt with that quite quite well. And the first lockdown after the first six weeks, I was in a good place. Uh, I was training really well. And uh, started getting business on. And everything was going in the right direction for me. This one is... So it's been, it's been a few weeks now since we've reopened and things. The gyms have been reopened. And I'm back working. And the business is booming again. Everything's in the right place. So I'm very grateful for that. But I really struggled. And having support around me from my, my other half and even from friends and other family members that they may not have been in the same position because a lot of them actually furloughed because I'm the only one of my family, my close friends really, who are self-employed. Uh, everyone else is employed, they get all the benefits of that and most of them are all tech, so they're working computers and things anyway. And even though I was putting towards a lot more, uh, kind of doing, hopefully doing more podcasts, and more computer work and building my brand and my business up uh, online best I possibly can. Um, other things kept falling into place, not falling into place, other things disrupted. And I took a big downer. I just don't get, I don't want, to be, don't want you to feel sorry for me. Um, obviously, it's always nice, but it affects things. And that's the really the reason why this podcast is happening now rather than it did, I don't know. Uh, months ago, I've been into this for for a week or two, and it's today. It's uh, Thursday. This is gonna be released. I'm gonna release this straight away. Actually, actually, it's Wednesday today. No, it is Thursday today. Thursday. I'm gonna release this straight away. It's gonna go out today, um, and I'm gonna send some emails out to people who haven't had emails from me for a while as well. So if you want to join my email list and get some free manuals, um, I'll put a link in to the bio in the show notes here, and you can join on that. You can follow me on Instagram and that sort of stuff. And that's going to be restarting very soon. So you guys can follow me on that. Hopefully I can give you some really good tips to um, put back into your training and um, take forward onto your stuff. So that's a bit of a a, a, a backstory, if you, if you will, on what's happened. Because, I mean, the year's gone really quick. I mean, it's already May. Uh, very lucky for me, though. Um, we, oh, us, I guess, as a whole... Uh, people as a human race that the coronavirus is coming not to an end because it's i think it's going to be around for a while but people are uptaking the vaccinations i myself have been looking to have one and i've actually just booked my second one in about an hour ago so i will be fully vaccinated um and even though that might not necessarily protect me from catching the virus hopefully i'll be better off from it and the more people who have it the the more normal hope we have. And I'm not going to try and push it towards you if you don't want to. Um, but if you're just not taking a vaccine because you think there's a chip in it, then you probably need to have a think about what's so important about your life that people want to bug you. Um, but if you look at all the information about the vaccinations and make a proper informed choice, that's completely up to you. I've, you know, I've said many people, I've met many people who don't want to have it, um, discussed the pros and cons with them, and that's up to them based upon the information they have. So I'm very lucky in that respect, and that I'm happy to do that, to have that in my body, to, to be hopefully fully vaccinated and be part of the, the end of 
lockdowns and all that sort of crap. So I am very lucky, like I said. So hopefully in the next few months, we'll start to see uh, normality and uh, people's life and livelihoods kind of be reinstated to, to, the, to, the, to the top. But um, this, this episode, uh, actually get on to the actual topic now, is powerlifting. I think I mentioned on my last episode that I was going to speak to you guys and uh, about powerlifting as a whole. Give you an overview of what it is, because that's important, but what it also means and, and how it can in, you can use it in your day-to-day life for empowerment, for uh, ticking the box, achievement, all those things. Because everyone likes to achieve stuff, right? So powerlifting, in its essence, is you do three lifts um, and you get you do a squat, bench press and deadlift. You get three attempts at each one in a competition, this is, of course. And your heaviest attempt, your highest number you get on each of the lift, which is judged good or bad by a referee or multiple referees on the day, you get a total of combined lifts and then whatever that total is, you compare that to other people and then the heaviest person, the heaviest total or the biggest total wins. You compete in weight categories. So if you're less than 5 kilos, you'll compete in a light, in a light category. Um, men and women differently done, make everything fair. So, realistically, it's a really nice... Uh, and one thing I like most about powerlifting when, I, when I'm at competitions, there are internationals are a little bit more uh, competitive, so people are a little bit more... Um, not cutthroat as such, but I've met, I met plenty of guys who I compete against, who I'm friends with now. I've met guys um, who I've coached from there, who I became coaching clients because um, we met at powerlifting competitions and they wanted to get stronger and bigger and all those sort of things. Uh, but you made some really good friends, really nice guys, different countries. You know, I've met people from from the US when I was there a few years a few years ago competing. People from Ireland when I was there a few years ago. They come over here. Some Italian guys, some German guys, and the collective international is really nice. And I'm not going to say everybody because some people are just dicks. Some people are dicks because they're just dicks. But a lot of the time, people are there to support you. Most of the time, people are going to be there going. Fucking go and get this, smash it out. We'll be so proud of you. And I might, I might have even known them a couple of hours. I might have waited and seen each other in our pants, uh, and chatted afterwards. I mean, there's a few guys who hold between records and things, um, that I chatted to, and we're kind of friends. We speak to, keep on touch with social media, that sort of stuff. And it's a really nice community. I think powerlifting. What people forget most about, or miss most about, or don't think about, is the community you, you you're in. So a lot of people think about potentially CrossFit being a really supportive community of, of people going to do all these exercises, yada, 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 well done, smash, fish pump, touch me, that sort of stuff. That's like fish pump touching. Um, but powerlifting, particularly at regional and even national level, is very, very, very supportive. Um, as I met a guy who I actually train with now, and he's not a big guy, he's not, he's not overly strong, you know, he... Um, but he's a knowledgeable guy. We chat all the time. We have Thursday mornings together, and we train normally. He'll do his lights. Generally speaking, he changed up this week, but recently. But he'll do his lighter, a low body day. His always heavier low body day, and I do a lighter low body day. So we have to change weights around too much because I'm a, I'm a heavy lifter and I am stronger. That's just kind of how it is. Ah, refreshment. Um, so. You, I've met these people through 
powerlifting and now I can truly say they've become friends and other guys who compete in different federations who um, I'm friends with they help me in my in my shirts in my in my suits and stuff wrap my knees when I need to wrap in my knees all that sort of stuff and they're friends and I wrap and we reciprocate it's great to train with each other train with the crew we're part of the AN crew on Monday morning and we go and lift weights and stuff and it's great um, have a laugh at the same time it's a great community to be part of uh, so powerlifting is, isn't just about being competitive as a proper athlete you become friends with the people you compete against and even if you lose I mean I've lost against some great lifters I've beat some great lifters um, but either way you want them to go out and, and do their best you don't you want to win or if you are aiming to be competitive you know you want to win against somebody who's on form who's competing really well um, you don't want to lose to somebody who who just had a really shit day at the office necessarily, you, just, you want to go and win. Don't get me wrong, if you win because of a shit day office, it's still a win's a win. I've, I've had that and I've won that before um, because of that. But it's fun. Now, training for powerlifting in a gym or at home can be very opinionated, let's say. There's a multiple versions of, of how to do so. There's I spoke about this in, in programming uh, one of my first episodes of podcast I ever did. So if go back on that one. I think it's called um, programming or why can't you work out? I can't remember what it is. I'll, I'll see if I can remember to tag it in the show notes here. But it's multiple ways you can train for powerlifting, okay? And typically, the, well, the idea is to get stronger. So the idea is to get a bigger squat, to get a bigger bench press and to get a bigger deadlift, those there are the three ultimate goals. Now, typically, you have someone who's stronger at certain lifts. I'm a I'm a stronger bench press and squat than I'm a deadlifter, but you kind of train them all. There are some people who kind of stick in the camp of do squats, bench, and deadlifts in various um, periodized and undulated, basically like switching things around um, formats. And other people who say, right, you can do that stuff, but you've got to get stronger overall to lift more weight. Which I'm kind of in the middle of camp because I've done both. So if you ever heard of something called Westside Barbell, Louis Simmons, um, if you haven't, Google it. Back in the 90s, early 2000s, Westside Barbell, strongest in the world. And arguably still now, um, they've had some of the biggest and strongest guys on the planet train there multiple world record holders um dave hoff when he was there he broke the uh, he broke um over three thousand pounds after Donnie thompson hit two thousand pounds total uh the biggest ever powerlifting from total is held by dave hoff he now isn't training with west side but he trains at night crew gym i think it's still in ohio but what they what they really do at Westside Barbell, they, they created, or Louis Simmons, who's who's basically the godfather of powerlifting, if you will, on, on that side of things. And some people hate Louis, some people don't like, don't hate Louis, some people love Louis. I'm, you know, what he has done for the sport um, is nothing but incredible. But you have to listen to what he says and take information and then apply it and sift through the shit. Because everyone speaks, as if they sift through the shit. Louis gets really excited about how he talks. And he gets carried away and side sidetracked with some of the things he says. So 
whenever you listen to him speak, you've got to really listen to actually what he's saying what, rather and sift through the crap. But it's called Westside Barber Conjugate Method. Uh, effectively, you have one lower body day where it's called max effort. You're lifting super heavy um, on, a, on a squat or bench, a squat, sorry, a squat or a deadlift. Uh, and then you have one day uh, called dynamic effort method where you move lightweight fast. So one day you have heavy, heavy lower body day, one day even fast body, lower body day. And the same for the bench press. So you're bench pressing heavy one day and you're doing fast speed work based on the other day. Four days a week, in between each session, you're doing something for GPP, which is like sled dragging. It can be um, uphill walking, um, lots of different things. It could be uh, farmer's walk, lots of, lots of things in there to help GPP, help your fitness overall. Because powerlifting can be really taxing on A, your CNS, your nervous central nervous system, but also you've got to be fit to do powerlifting to a degree at least because it's super, super hard uh, and it makes your heart and the blood pressure go sky high. Um, but that's part of what we love about it. It's super hard. You challenge yourself. I mean, you're lifting three times to each one. The third attempt should be maybe a, a record or better than you've ever done. And that's 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 in a nutshell. The idea is to to beat yourself. And a lot of people with competitions, they kind of lose track of that. It's not about beating other people, but of course it kind of is. But if someone's way out your league, I lost to a guy who out. I remember three three years ago, I was lifting, um, and the guy who beat me um, for the European title, he beat me by almost two hundred kilos. That's a big number. So I came second, um, and he he kicked my ass. He beat me by 200 kilos. I think about 195, something like that, but it's a big number. But I'd beat myself, so I couldn't be too sad. Um, but I was never going to close to this guy, uh, particularly after the, his first couple of opening lifts. The guy was, the guy was a monster. Uh, never competed against him before. He did that, and I've never seen him compete again. So I don't know what he, what he does. But, yeah, kicked my ass. Absolutely destroyed me. Disappeared. But I beat myself, so that is an achievement. So, so that is basically... It, I mean, the, the conjugate method as a whole is... is um, well documented other things i spoke about it a lot in fact one of the three books is bench increase your bench press west side style i generally generally speaking will um train conjugate method west side barber conjugate method is one of my favorite ways to train for powerlifting particularly now that i lift in, in equipment it works really really well now the other side of that is frequency basically some will, you know people will squat twice a week and bench press twice a week um and deadlift twice a week or even more so in the past um i've worked with coaches um and i have ended up squatting four to four and five times a week each one slightly different in terms of the load the intensity the volume and this type of squat not drastically on the type of squat but it'll go from a in a pause squat to a regular squat to a high bar squat or a low bar squat and they're kind of 
the, the, the three variations would use in in different increments and different intensities and, and adjusting volume, etc., etc. And the same thing applies to bench press. I would do squat, deadlift, squat, bench, and deadlift all in one session, varying the amounts of loads and intensity and volume in each session. And it just, you can, it's, it's, it's great. You get really good at those things. Now, when I speak to people about this, one of the reasons why I'm such a big fan of the conjugate method, and even Matt Wenning's version of the conjugate method, because it's so sustainable, and that's how I coach and how I train people for longevity, is that you get stronger as a whole. You can be great at, at, at the squat, at one particular squat variation. Awesome. But what if I change something about that squat? Now you're crap at it. So if I, if I made you squat with a safe squat bar, if I made you squat to a box, or I made you do um, heels, non-heels, elevated, whatever, you're no longer good at it because you've changed too much of it for your skill because the idea is when you're doing the frequency based stuff is you get really good at that one lift or at those lifts okay so because the change of the other lift is only small whereas conjugate it can change from like bands like chains like bands and chains change the bar to cambered safety squat to spider bar to massive bow bar to buffalo bar to box squat free squat pause squat uh pin pin press sorry pin rack um, Anderson squats, Hatfield squats, um, all bands and chains attached to them, to uh, deficit deadlifts, uh, good mornings, varieties, arch back, round back, uh, concentric, eccentrics, uh, sumo deadlifts, hills elevated squats, all these, all these different varieties of, of squats and deadlifts that you can kind of do. So it's a big, big weirdest idea of getting good at the lifts and getting stronger as a whole so what i've not developed necessarily but i currently do and what i i implement with other people is i will use the same squat pattern for three weeks and alter the intensity volume and add bands or chains to the squat Deadlift in that same session with either light or heavy weight, whatever it's going to be. In the same deadlift pattern, but maybe add a block or a deficit or off the floor or pauses, but I'm not changing too much about the actual deadlift itself. So the idea is we are training around the, the deadlift and squad itself. So the pattern is exactly the same. Intensity is quite high and we can continue to do it. So it's kind of a hybrid of the two, uh, conjugate method and frequency base. And it, it kind of means that we get stronger as a whole and good at this exercise. Because after the conjugate stuff, after any heavier stuff or your speed work, the idea is you're going to get stronger muscles. So you'll perhaps go and do lots of dumbbell work or you perhaps go and do lots of barbell work, some rows, some presses, some tricep exercise or whatever it's going to be. Whereas if you're just doing frequency, generally speaking, you're going to squat, bench and deadlift in a session. And that's, that's pretty much it. Nothing else. I mean, you can do some ab work in there as well. But typically, you're just going to focus on the lift and no other real accessories. If you are, maybe one or two. So 
it kind of blend them too. And it's more fun that way as well because, yes, you get to lift heavy weights and things, which is always fun. But there's something nice about just lifting weights and just doing something different because it can get boring because essentially you're squatting every day, you know, lots per week. You're deadlifting lots per week. You're bench pressing lots per week. And if you're not doing anything else, training can be boring. But I wanted to say... Um, so if you're not if you're not into powerlifting as a competition thing and you're interested in just getting stronger, you can use powerlifting for that. So like I said, the conjugate method or a conjugating method. So basically conjugate just means you're training speed, strength, strength, speed, all these factors of the strength velocity curve all at one all at one time. Whereas normally in a proper what's called proper periodized um cycle, so you'd go through meso and micro macro, which we're not gonna worry about. It's not very important in this stage. That you would train predominantly for one of those at a time. And then you change phases every four weeks or whatever the, the cycle says. So you pay for strength one week, maybe speed, um, maybe maximum strength and peak, all that sort of stuff. So that's a typical periodization thing where you train one at a time, whereas a conjugate, you're training it all at once in different days. But you are training the whole the whole thing at once. Now, I truly believe that and it's kind of proven, in, not in the necessarily studies, but for people who do this, that a conjugated approach is far more sustainable. So I quoted Matt Welling earlier on. Matt Welling is one of my old coaches uh, who coached me for the best part of a year, and I learned a lot from him. One of the best powerlifters of all time, in my opinion, and opinion of other people. Very, very strong man, very, very smart man. And he's approach to the conjugate method is designed to because he's i think he's in his 40s now is to be stronger and train and look after your joints look after your muscles for a long period of time now what that basically means as well though is that your increase in strength or on a on a regular squat might be a little slower than if you're just doing frequency based stuff However, you can then continue to get stronger for a longer period of time because if you're doing the same exercise over and over and over again, the likelihood of injury or risk of injury dramatically goes up. Just in the same way as playing football or soccer or any sport that requires you to uh, repeat the same actions, you get repetitive strain injury, right? And that's essentially what it is. Some people said, oh, I've had an, I remember I had an argument with a guy, with a friend, not an argument, an online dispute on some social media because his, his philosophy is lots of reps, lots of sets, uh, bodybuilding has thing, but lightweight. He can move things slow. That's great. That works for him. I mean, he's not particularly strong, but he's not particularly weak either. So he talked about how hitting heavy weights causes injuries and he quoted something from a paper. I found the paper. He was wrong. And essentially, the research discovered that powerlifters who get who in, injuries in powerlifting should be the, assumed the same, or they are the same as if you get injury playing football. It's just part of the training process because you're doing an exercise or movement a lot, and you get repetitive strain issues. It's just an injury you get from sprinting, like you might you know Olympic Olympic sprinter might get from doing lots of running and sprinting and those you should be regulating those things to minimize injuries the more and more you do powerlifting or do any sport or any action 
you know, the the more and more the risk of injury can go up. But not massive. That's why you, you have a good coach, have a good plan, and you can mitigate those things. And that's why recovery is super important and deloads and looking after a body and um, just being smart. And that's why we don't say go super hard in your training all the time. Because if you go super hard in your training all the time, to the point where all that matters to you is how hard you make it or how hard you train. That's the best, the best part of saying how hard you train and not how smart you train because you can train as hard as you can in the smartest way will give you results for a long time and reduce injuries. Because if you're injured, you can't train. You can't train hard. It's better for you to be 80% intensity for 100% of the time than 100% intensity for 50% of the time. Because, again, a quote from Matt Winning, because this is a bit of me fanboying here, a uh, quote from Matt Winning, which I love it, and I stick to this a lot, is he who trains the longest gets the strongest. You don't get you don't get super strong in your 20s, you get super strong in your 40s and even in your 50s. And hopefully, if you're training smart enough and anything else, into, into, your, into your 60s and 70s, that sort of stuff. I actually train with a guy um, and we literally squat. We have a day where we squatted, and then we go home. So we'd squat maybe three, maybe four sets, working sets, and that was it. Then we did the same day for deadlift and the same day for bench press. It's when I was in my younger days. This is a good 10, 15 years ago. He's a very strong man. He squatted raw, well, in wraps, 500 kilos. 550 kilos. Um, which is a big, big number. Not in competition, because he didn't give a shit. But I've seen him do that, and it's insane. Slow. It takes a long time to get that. I've, I've, I mean, I've experienced it before in a competition where I've had to do a deadlift, which took me twelve seconds to get off the floor and lock out. That's a long time. It's a, it's a true absolute max. So, I've seen him do that. And and he did that in his forty. I think it was forty forty eight. That sort of ballpark in his age, um, and there's no one who I know of who's done rural raps in, in anywhere near that. Daniel Bell did 505, I think, um, recently in raps. I believe it was raps. Uh, at the Cairn US Open a few weeks ago. But, um, yeah, very strong man in his late middle ages, I guess. You know, he's in his middle ages. So... Training for a longer period of time is a smart way to do, particularly for health and fitness. Now, if you want to get stronger, absolutely powerful is the way forwards. But how you do it is important. When you when you get stronger, bigger a bigger squat, or a bigger bench press, or a bigger deadlift, or call what we call typically the big three, you get a sense of achievement. Really, really good achievement. You can really notice you're stronger. Your movement pattern's better. You hurt less. And getting stronger is just a, a, a good idea to do. Now imagine this. Imagine if you could carry all your shopping at once. Yeah? Because you can just... Well, I'm going to shop in a bag and your grip strength and your back and your arms and legs and hips are strong enough to carry all the shopping at once. That's one journey from the car. I actually remember, I don't know... Let me know if you guys remember this, particularly if you care. I don't think it's a chocolate bar anywhere else, to be fair. It's an advert for Yorkie uh, a long time ago, probably a decade ago now. 
And it was a, uh, a, a fella been shopping and any, any guy knows, any, any stubborn dude um, will know that the biggest flex is that you can get all the shopping in one go. I do that here with my wife from the time we've been shopping. You, you know, you load your fingers up with these bags and you take it inside. Now, this, this, this is a, an advert for uh, Yorkie Bar. And their slogan used to be, uh, they changed it because of the times changed, of course. And um, that's, that's their decision to sort of do. But their slogan was um, not for girls. And the advert was him literally coming out back of going shopping, grabbing all the shopping on his fingers and nothing else, wanging it, chucking a baguette under his armpit, struggling to get the door, unput his key in the door, straining all the time, uh, getting in the door, close the door, put the shopping down, and standing there with a big sense of surprise, and then his part and his partner just says, You alright, love? And then that's brilliant. If we got a vert to do, it's been taken off the air as things do now when it comes to that sort of stuff. And then he sat there and he stood there, proud as punch, and ate ate the shorty bar. Great advert. And that's how I am that's what I do all the time. I try and do that. Because because I can. And it's just I think it's I think it's a guy thing, it's a man thing. Um But the idea, like I said, is imagine if your shopping is easy to carry. Imagine if holding your baby or your child or even playing with it or doing pull ups or playing on a climbing frame with your children or friends or partners, imagine if your back didn't hurt anymore. Imagine if your day-to-day job was easier. Imagine if you're a mechanic or an engineer and now you can lift, you know, this bit of... I, I'm not, I don't do mechanics and engineering stuff, but imagine you can lift this engine or whatever easier or think you can, you can tighten up nuts quicker and tighten them easier. Uh, all, these, all these things. Carrying toilets around if you're a plumber. All these things, imagine they were easier. And that gets easier by being stronger. Now, powerlifting is, as a sport, is squatting, benching, and deadlifting, that sort of stuff. But it's also about being strong. And those three lifts predominantly. But if you train to get stronger, and then those three lifts are part of that, and they are your indicators for strength, and you do your presses, you do your, your rows, you do your tricep extension, even your bicep curls, you look pretty, you do your ab work, your core strength, uh, you pile off presses, you pile off holds, all those things, and you get stronger as a whole, life gets easier. Your day-to-day life gets easier. You're no longer straining to do simple tasks. There's a reason why people always ask me to move white goods, so fridges and, and washing machines, that sort of stuff, and because I'm strong. I do my, I've done my own when I've had my kitchen done, you know, I move them around on my own, it's, I mean, just because you can when you have to, I actually have a friend who come and help me because it's being bulky and I want to smash the door frames. But, you you know, life gets easier and you can increase, so you, not only does life get easier, you increase your, uh, what's the term? Quality of life, that's it. You can use the quality of life because you're no longer struggling, your back's not in pain, your shoulder's not in pain. Well, you have good technique, you can fix a lot of problems in strength. So if you've ever been, if you've ever been injured and you go to a physiotherapist or a sports therapist or whatever, even a chiropractor, and they give you exercise to do using these small, what are called therabands or small bands or whatever it is to do, that's strength training. You're strengthening the muscle. 
It might not be powerlifting, but it's the same concept because those exercises you do are what we will do as prehab. So prehab being exercises to help prevent injury. They won't ever prevent injury, but they can help reduce the likelihood of injury. And that's one thing that people get mixed up on, that sort of stuff. But the idea is that we want to live long, healthy, um, full of quality uh, and durable lives where we can live, I guess. You know, we want to make life as easy as we can. And by getting strong as a whole, it's one big part of it. Now, powerlifting, like I said, is you can get really strong but not be good at squat, benching and deadlift or not even be able to perform them. So if you get really, really strong as a whole and then spend 12 weeks getting good at squatting, bench pressing and deadlifting, you'd be a, you'd be a pretty good powerlifter. But if you can incorporate this, generally speaking, then when you're close to competition dates, you can then really hone in on those technical things and get good and, and having a coach again, it helps with this, but kind of peak at the right times and do the right things. So because we can do that, that's how you use powerlifting day to day life. If for me, it, it you know it, it kind of replaced rugby sport. So I'm a big sports guy, and I, I like contact sport. So, um, forgive me if you're in the US or the country, but I'm going to use the English terms for stuff. But I never really like football or soccer because it's just kicking a ball around and people fall down. They pretend to be hurt, but that's part of the game. I like hockey, ice hockey. I like football, American football. Or even Canadian football. I like rugby. Um, I don't get a chance to watch a lot of Aussie rules. But I like contact sports. Um, because I, I think, generally speaking, it's a display of athleticism. Because you have to be strong, tough, fast, agile, uh, aware. And you have to see all that in contact sports. You don't see it in particularly just general sport you don't really see it in necessarily field hockey you do to a degree because obviously it's, it's it's kind of different you don't get to see a lot of it in in, in soccer and football because people are walking around the pitch that sort of stuff there's no real bang off we go where in, in, in rugby there's a bit more of that um in american football obviously the plays last can last two seconds they can last maybe eight ten twelve seconds depending on the play but you get to see the explosive power of people and that's what i enjoy i enjoy that and that's a pres- personal preference right um, I forgot the point, but you know, if you want to play sport, you've got to get stronger, because that's how you get better at sport. You get more, you can perform better at sport. Um, the powerlifting is a sport about strength. Using those three things, but you can get stronger, have a have a a better quality life. Um from being stronger make things easier and it's fun and you know it's a great feeling you get the um, as Arnold would say you get the pump um, in in the muscles it's a good feeling to have or I enjoy he enjoys many people enjoy that feeling um, but again it's it's, it's the, the feeling of enjoyment the feeling of um, enjoyment of achievement you're achieving something by getting stronger by lifting one by achieving that extra repetition by achieving that extra um, uh, squat, maybe your, your squat's gone up by five kilos in the last three or four weeks. Maybe you've 
become better in your powerlifting competition. Uh, maybe you can deadlift down your back doesn't hurt. That's a big part of it. And I think when if you're really diving into the strength aspect of powerlifting, then um, not only will you discover that powerlifters as a whole will target uh, imbalances in particularly in, in, in back and back pain, that sort of stuff. But I don't have back pain because I do powerlifting. It's not just to squat and deadlift, but the deadlift makes my back strong. Hyperextension make my back strong. Make my back strong. So do um, reverse hypers. So do a good mornings of all varieties. If you see the good mornings, then all these other things you can do. Zercher work. Because the exercises you do are designed to make your back healthy. You're targeting muscles that are weak, that potentially cause discomfort, cause pain, and cause um, movement issues. Fix them, you're okay pain free. Now, if you want to get into powerlifting, there's lots of federations out there. Just have a Google. Bear in mind, some are tested. One were tested. Some are tested uh, for, for steroids, for performance enhancing drunk PEDs. Some are not. It doesn't really matter. Just be aware of what you're competing in. I compete in uh, WFPF, which is a drug-free powerlifting federation. Um, you compete in the IPF, which is another one. ADPBU, which are um, meant to be tested, but don't necessarily are, uh, UKSPA, there's lots of things out there that they are not, just make sure you read the, the rules if you if you want to, um, make sure you're competing on a non-tested one, or a tested one, just so you know uh, what you're up against, and if you are um, able to compete in those things based upon the rules, and and honestly, it doesn't matter which, because I don't really don't care, and I think anyone should care, people who talk about lifters who are on steroids or on drugs that help them, it doesn't matter because they compete against each other. Same with bodybuilders. The Mr. Olympia is full of people on steroids and it doesn't matter because they're all doing it. But there are federations, decent federations with drug-free lifters and drug-free bodybuilders and those sort of things where you can compete on, you know, where it's not about chemicals, it's about how hard you're training, how good your nutrition is. So... You enjoy what it is. You enjoy the super heavyweight lifters because they're strong as shit. You enjoy the big bodybuilders because they're massive and they're lean. And what they can achieve is insane. But, yeah. So if you want to get into powerlifting, honestly, just Google powerlifting in your local area. Um, WDFPF are, and the IPF are probably the, the two biggest international drug-free uh, powerlifting federations in the world. Uh, IPF is probably a bit more well-known. Uh, or BPU, WPO, um, USPA, you you can lots of those around as well. It's really fun, and if you, if you go to a, a local meet as well, you take a friend or training partner or a coach for the coach with you, um, and it's a lot of fun. You can meet people like mind you, you might find someone you train with, like I have met a couple of people I train with now, and it's like a little family, you know. And we we talk a lot. It's it's obviously message boards and things. I get me wrong. I said, like I said at the beginning, some people are just dicks, but they're dicks not because they're not dicks because the power of it's just dicks, and that's just people. Um, I must say, um, like, I've noticed that it's probably not a good thing. I will try and fix that for next week. Hope you haven't picked up on that. I'm sure you have. I have a little Google tease up, but as long as I can entertain, that's okay. Uh, this episode's over, guys. So 
I hope that was a lot of information for you. I'm not overwhelming as much. I wouldn't want to talk about paths because that's everybody sort of sees me from the paths perspective. Obviously, from years ago, I was playing rugby at a, you know, I'm going to say a decent amateur level, level level 7, level 6, level 7 rugby uh, in England. It's spectacular, but I do it for fun. And that's the big part. I compete for powerlifting because I enjoy it. Uh, if you... That was almost an M. It was an uh If I haven't said to you before, this is actually my last year competing. Um, another M. It's my last year competing as a powerlifter, as a competitive powerlifter. I'll continue doing it, but I will change my training ups because I want to do some more things that... Um, I keep saying uh, I'm not sure why. I want to do more things that will benefit you guys and I don't have to concentrate because if you are competing at power it can take a lot of time particularly I now lift equipped which means I have bent shirts and wraps and suits and that sort of stuff that help me in my lifting but it's, it's a and the reason I do that is because it's really fun it's a new skill to learn and it's really fun so I'm not going to be competing at the end of this year uh, in 2021 but I will continue training as if I could and that's, for me, the biggest thing. I'll train to a point where, actually, if I wanted to compete again, I could compete again at a decent level. And I might just do small competitions going forwards, but I don't really know until the end of the year and even next year. We'll see. So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, guys. Like I said, I'm going to try and put um, some information in the, uh, the the show notes, particularly for the uh, the free Bench Slacker Westside Increase your bench press Westside style, um, and you can join the join the mail list, and things going to go out on the mailing stuff as well. I don't know if you can hear actually it's thundering and lightning down where I am, in the UK, uh, great old Midlands area. So, I hope you enjoyed that. Any questions, please leave me a comment. And obviously, as always, I am begging you for five stars. I'd love you guys to give me some information and just, let, just speak to me how you know. Get me know. Tell me how many arms I've said this episode. That's that's a little thing for you guys. Um, that's the second one. Hopefully you've heard had good. Hopefully you've enjoyed it, and like I said at the beginning of the episode, hopefully you've had some people to speak to if you have struggled with your mental aspect of things, uh, particularly the lockdowns, doing what they're doing. So I uh, almost I wish you well and speak soon. So that's episode 16 done, guys. Uh, until I listened back, I didn't realise I had uh, said 15 multiple times. So episode 16, that was about powerlifting. Hope you've taken some good things away. And I hope you listened to what I've said about my mental health and how I kind of dealt with the lockdown situation and what it meant to me, um, and particularly getting through things now. Also, don't forget to like, share this podcast, send it to your friends and family. Hopefully I can help with them. And also, click on the show notes to grab your free manual, Build Your Bench Westside Style, uh, link to powerlifting things as well. And it's also on the website, uh, a 14-day fat loss accelerated system, that you can grab hold of a free copy of that as well. So thank you very much. Speak to you guys soon. Like and share. Tag me in. Bye-bye.